The gospel for this Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter, comes from John, the 20th chapter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house were where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the, the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, so that you may come to believe, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This gospel is one that we hear every year for the second Sunday of Easter. And so it becomes familiar. We already know what Thomas is going to do and to say. We already know what Jesus is going to do and to say. And yet there is something good and reassuring about hearing this year after year. This year, what has really stood out to me in this text has been the way that Jesus does so many things so that the disciples might believe. Jesus comes and says, peace be with you. For some reason, no matter what the Easter story we are hearing is, peace is a big part of the resurrection. The announcement of peace, the sharing of peace, the, the way that peace is given from God to us It's a part of every Easter story that we see. Here, once again, Jesus comes into the room and says, Peace be with you. And the disciples know him by that peace. He shares with them his spirit and announces to them forgiveness. Thomas wasn't there. And Jesus is willing to come again the next week to see him too. In years past, I have pointed out, not only does Jesus show up the first Sunday of Easter and the second Sunday of Easter, but every Sunday of Easter where two or more are gathered in his name. And I would venture to say that Jesus shows up wherever anyone arrives in his name. 
Jesus is willing to appear again and again to help the disciples believe. But more than that, Jesus is willing to bless again and again to help his disciples believe. And Jesus is willing to share this story again and again to help those who cannot see him believe. I love the end of this story, where the gospel writers have indeed followed their calling to write these things down, to share with them, and say overtly, these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. I am so impacted by what Jesus is doing for belief to grow in these people. And I am so impacted by what the gospel writers and what Paul and what the people who crafted the Old and New Testaments have done to shape faith for me and for you, for us all. I thought it would be good this morning to reflect on what people have done for us so that we might have faith. Who are the people that you have seen in your life that have helped shape faith for you? These might be people that help shape faith positively, and these might be people that impacted your faith journey negatively, too. Those exist as well. I like to focus on the positive, but never forget the negative, because both make me who I am today. Family and friends are always at the top of that list for people who shape my faith so are teachers and coaches. So is the mayor of the town that I grew up in. I paid attention to what he was doing. So are the officers that I interacted with. So are the coaches I interacted with. So are the strangers I interacted with. Everybody I interact with. I look for signs of faith. And when I see them, whether they are overtly claiming to be Christian or they are covertly showing the signs of love, I look for what they're doing and I try to figure out if this is something I want to do too. Is this the type of person I want to be? I look for the ways that people around me are building others up and I want to be that. I look for ways that people around me are caring for others and helping others feel safe in their presence and I want to be that. I look for the ways that people do their best Jesus impression. They act like Jesus. They talk like Jesus. They don't just try to claim to follow Jesus. They do it. And I want to be like that. I bet you have people in your life like that too. People who have done so many things knowingly and unknowingly, to help shape who you are, to help shape your faith. I believe these, just like the gospel we have here today, are blessings from heaven. Good things scattered on the ground of our lives that we might bear fruit. Good things given to us so that we might believe and that we might have life in Jesus' name. But as you all know, 
fruit bears seeds, and seeds bear fruit. If we are given fruit, we eat of it and we are nourished by it, but we are indeed also given the very responsibility of planting seeds. We are to be people who willingly and unwillingly, knowingly and unknowingly, share the gifts of God for the people of God throughout our lives. We are to be people who help create faith. Some some of us might do that by sharing stories. Some of us might do that in service. Some of us might do that in a planned way. But all of us are being watched. All of us are being observed by people we don't even know are looking at us. All of us are examples for the whole world of who Jesus is. I encourage you to do your best Jesus impression every day. I encourage you to share love as freely and openly as Jesus every day. I encourage you to share peace as freely and openly as Jesus every day. To share, to share self-sacrifice, service, humility, care every day. The world needs people. The world needs people that share these signs and wonders. Signs of grace and mercy and love in the world. So that they might come to believe. This is the way that faith is shaped. That God gives fruit to the people and they believe. And those people bear the fruit that God has given them once again. And by the grace of God and the movement of the Holy Spirit, others believe as well. God uses people to plant faith. And God uses people to show faith. God uses people to create belief. And you and I just might be that people. This week I invite you to reflect on the ones who have indeed helped shape your faith. I invite you to think of the ones that you want to be like. I invite you in every moment of your day, whether it's by yourself or with your family, whether you're online or in person, on social media, or just at a safe distance across the street to do your best Jesus impression to be as loving and kind and caring as you can muster so that we might believe. Know that the weight of belief does not rest on you and know that God has indeed invited you to participate in this growing of faith. God be with you in this holy work. God be with you in this holy calling. 
And may you always have people willing to share this with you. God be with you. Amen.